Welcome to Conversations and Connections with HBA Canada, the podcast that gives you access to industry leaders and offers valuable insights for career growth. We will be bringing you monthly episodes that include interviews with influential leaders and HBA members from healthcare and the life sciences, where they will offer career insights and key lessons they've learned. We will also be bringing you discussions highlighting essential career topics like networking, mentorship, finance, and more. Our podcast gives HPA members a chance to learn and grow together in their careers and their personal lives. Be part of the conversation as we aim to achieve our goal of getting more women into leadership roles. So don't delay and join us. Welcome to the HBA Conversations and Connections podcast. I'm your host, Christina Bellier. In today's episode, we're diving into a fascinating topic that explores the intricacies of organizational behavior and leadership development. Joining us today is Julia Douglas, an esteemed expert in the field of behavioral punctuation. Julia is the president and founder of Momentine a renowned consultancy firm specializing in optimizing organizational performance and empowering leaders to unlock their full potential. With her extensive knowledge and expertise, Julia has dedicated her career to exploring the profound impact of behavioral punctuation on both individual and collective growth. Through her innovative approach, she helps organizations punctuate their behavior, transforming the way their teams collaborate, leaders inspire and individuals thrive. Her unique insights into the power of deliberate actions, communication, and self-awareness have garnered attention and accolades from professionals across various industries. Renowned for its engaging approach, Momentum excels at creating highly interactive and enjoyable keynotes and programs. They understand the power of adult learning practices, ensuring participants are fully immersed in the experience, actively engaging with one another, and learning by doing. It's the Momentum way, bringing relevance, fun, and high-impact results to every engagement. Check out their website at www.momentum.com, and I'll make sure it's all linked in the show notes for you. So today, get ready to gain valuable insights and practical advice as we embark on an enlightening journey into the world of behavioral punctuation. And today, the visionary that thought of it all Julia Douglas is with us. Julia, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Christina. Really excited to be here today with you guys. I'm so excited because to be honest, before we'd had a conversation a couple months ago, I was really unsure of the concept, what it was, and then going to the website and having conversations with you. I am so excited. Listeners, grab your pen and paper. This is amazing. It's groundbreaking. It's new. It's fresh. You're going to love it. So let's start off with explaining the concept of what behavioral punctuation is. I feel like it's a newer concept. And then this groundbreaking approach that you've taken. So just let's start from the very beginning and shed some light for our listeners on this amazing topic. Oh, thank you. And thank you for your enthusiasm around it. I think this is one of the things that's exciting me so much is the feedback that we're getting around the concept of behavioral punctuation has been just so positive. I, I think the best way to explain it is by actually sharing a personal story. And it is a personal story. However, I think it really lays out clearly what it is we're talking about with behavioral punctuation. So in 
2020, my mom is put into hospice up in Canada, and I live down here in Boston. At this time, borders are closed. There's no compassionate visits possible. And long story short, my mom ends up passing away before I'm able to get home and complete a quarantine. As you can imagine, that was quite devastating for me. And my brother's family, who was there for the decline, the death, aftermath, and even a lovely memorial with neighboring cottagers, they went through the whole process about as normally as you possibly could. And for me, I just had this unprocessed grief. Yeah. What came about was, and this was surprising, an unbelievable amount of conflict with my brother's family, who I love, by the way, simply because I was so committed to celebrating my mom's life properly when borders opened, COVID settled, et cetera, et cetera. And they were just dumb. They had done their thing with it. Anyway, long story long, one day <laughs> driving on the highway and it hits me out of nowhere that my brother's family has put a period at the end of this chapter. And I have this ellipses, this dot of this unprocessed grief. And these different punctuations that we have on the same chapter, the same situation, are just leading to completely different approaches, feelings, leading to challenging conversations, and they're driving our behaviors. And when I thought about how these different punctuations are driving our behaviors, that's when this light bulb went off. That we use punctuation in our lives the way we use punctuation on paper. However, we're not conscious of, about it. We're not paying attention to it. And there is huge power in paying attention to what punctuation is happening in our lives and actually controlling that. So that's a long introduction, but hopefully that gives insight into A, where it came from, and B, the basic concept. Yeah, no, I love that. So the way that you just explained that, I really, in my mind, there are so many flashing things and I'm like, oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. So now, what do we do then? <laughs> I think this is what was really cool for me is because <clears throat> originally, obviously, this punctuation came up or I thought of it as it applies to my personal life. However, because I've been in the business of working with teams and leaders and organizations for 30 years, all of a sudden I started to apply this framework to leadership development, culture development, team development, and the firecrackers just started going off. Fireworks started going off in my mind. And the application is just so powerful, both in personal and professional settings. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. You know, there's always those times where you're like, wait, did everyone, is everyone on the same page? Yeah. At the end of the day, if our punctuation is out of alignment, and we'll, we can talk more about what the punctuations are and how they show up behaviorally, at the end of the day, if we don't have alignment on the punctuation we're using in our behaviors, then there will be less efficiency, less product productivity, and potential for conflict. So we want to be aware of the punctuation we're using. We want to get alignment on the punctuation we're using. And we want to insert the right punctuation in the right place at the right time. 
So then let's jump right into how leaders can, or sort of anyone uses effectively this behavior punctuation to enhance what they're doing, enhance their teams. Let's get into what that is so that we can really start breaking down so they can start working on this. And obviously I've got your website there and your contact info. So people, I encourage you, if you're interested, please reach out. Yeah, let's, let's, let's start digging into it because I think it's so cool. Okay. Why don't I start by just introducing some of the different punctuations and how, when we are using them powerfully, we'll start with the organizational. Yeah. How it can impact behavior. So one of the most important and most underrated and underused punctuations in our behaviors is that of the question mark, right? So if if we find ourselves in a place of judging or not understanding, we need more clarity, the first place we should be going is to the question mark. And there's so much power leaning into asking questions to get better understanding, to find common ground, to get clarity. And, and for me, that question mark is a really important place for teams, leaders, organizations to go. So that's one example. The comma represents catching your breath, taking a moment, hitting pause. The comma is a pause. And there are so many times when we are working on a project or trying to rush to make a decision where we do need to insert comma, take a beat, get more information, step away from it, maybe calm our emotions and come back to it. So that's the comma. Exclamation point is all about finding moments of wow right? We're so busy. It's not that we don't stop and smell the flowers. We're not even seeing the flowers to stop and smell them. The exclamation point is about having our eyes open to extraordinary moments, to bite-sized accomplishments, to milestones, and recognizing them, celebrating them. Period. Putting an end to the things that are ready to have an end put on them continuing conversations that are not useful, placing a period where a decision has been made, action has been taken, and we're moving for it. Yeah. And lastly, the last main one is the ellipses, the dot, dot, dot. And that is an extraordinary, helpful punctuation for us to use when we need to continue conversations, stay open to what additional research might show us, stay open to what other ideas might pop up. So if we use all of these intentionally, you can see how we can be more productive, effective, and have just a stronger culture. Absolutely. And I wanted to dig into the productivity and efficiency. So can you give some examples as to how using behavioral punctuation would contribute to the organization's team's behavior and then therefore then increase the productivity and efficiency with them? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's a an easy vision for folks to come up with where you go into a meeting and you've got some folks that are ready to put a period on the end of a particular discussion or process. You've got others who are continuing to want to ask questions and lean into the question mark. And you've got others that are just, they want to stay open. They think it's too early to make a decision. They're in the dot mode. When you have that kind of punctuation that's out of sync, 
you're going to run into inefficiencies, lack of productivity, and again, perhaps conflict. So the power here is in being really aware of the different punctuation that exists within a process, within a team, within a culture, be able to call that out, and then to be able to identify what we really need to be doing, where are we really at, what's going to get us to the best result. And it's going to probably require people to shift and get on board with a different punctuation than perhaps they walked in with. So we need awareness, we need communication, and we need alignment. And if you have those, this can be an extraordinary tool to help you navigate any process, problem solving, decision making, innovation, team norms, et cetera. Oh, absolutely. And this would probably start, I'm assuming, with the leadership. So does it change people's leadership style when they're aware of this? And what does that look like of their leadership style being more effective by understanding behavioral punctuation? It's a great question. I think the first thing I would say is I really compare this behavioral punctuation work to emotional intelligence work. So if we look at it from through that lens, a leader needs to be very aware of what punctuation they are using and they want to be using and then manage that punctuation, right? Am I using the right punctuation? What would be most effective here? And then the second part of emotional intelligence or behavioral punctuation is being aware of the punctuation that's existing in your team at, at any given moment. Are they full of questions? Are they ready to put a period on this and move forward? Or are they in an ellipsis and needing a lot more information? If you know what punctuation is existing on your team in any one moment, you can manage that. So you've got self-awareness and self-management of your punctuation. And then others, awareness of others' punctuation, and then you can manage them. So I think that's an important umbrella. The second thing is that as a leader, you can really boost your effectiveness if you are, again, aware of your behavioral punctuation, if you're communicating it clearly, yeah. this is where we're at, team. We're putting a period on this conversation. We've made a decision and now we are moving forward. Or we aren't ready to shut this down. We need more information. We have an ellipsis. So communicating it. Yeah. And then using it in a way that helps navigate, again, problem solving or working through a meeting. And so using it really actively. The last thing I'll say that I think is so important because this behavioral punctuation stuff can be really inspirational when you lean into the exclamation point in particular. Leaders need to be looking for, again, these milestones or these successes or these accomplishments and recognizing them and celebrating them. That's all part of building a powerful culture on a team is finding those places for exclamation points. That's yeah. a lot of galotness. But those are, uh, those are the thoughts that come to mind about how we see it helping leaders. Yeah. And I, I, what came into mind too is I bet you everyone's thinking this is happening all the time. And then even think of yourself. I love that being self-aware because again, if your team's all in different spots, then how are you going to be effective? Just as a side note, one of the applications of this work, we have a punctuate your life, a streamline of work, and then we have a punctuate your organization. And then we have 
punctuate your speech? How do you use punctuation effectively when you're speaking? And this is one of the things we coach around is this tendency to upspeak as we fall in at the end and turn things into a question. Because what's the impact of that? So that's actually another application that we're really excited about. Let's dig into that. What are some of the challenges and barriers that you're there to kind of work with? And then actually on the flip side too, as you're working, do you see challenges that come up as they try to incorporate the new behavioral punctuation? How does that workshop work with the teams and organizations? Yeah, a couple of things come to mind. And the first is that because this all starts with awareness, we are asking people to really tune into what is their mindset around ever specific topic we are engaged in. And then we're asking for transparency with where they're at and communication, right? So we've got awareness, transparency, communication. So we're really asking people to be all in on, on this concept. That's how it works the best. So if you have any resistance in the team, then you have to work to overcome that. So that's one of the things that comes to mind. And then the other thing is, and sometimes we hear this, people will say, I don't want to be labeled as the person that's unable to make decisions and I'm always an ellipses. I don't want to be labeled as an ellipses. This isn't about labeling people. We don't have punctuation personalities. We do have punctuation preferences. and we're all capable of using all of the punctuation. So sometimes you, I'll hear people say, I don't want to be labeled a question mark because I'm always asking questions. No, we're just saying in this moment, this is the thing that you're using. Let's be aware of if it's serving, it's serving you. Mm-hmm. I think those are probably the two big, biggest challenges. We're asking people to be aware and transparent. And we do on occasion fight this concern about, am I being labeled? No, there's no labeling with behavioral punctuation. I love the idea of self-awareness because not that it's a label, but I'm going to say I'm a people pleaser. So I guarantee you ellipses, people pleaser probably go together. But it's okay because that's something that I'm working on. So I think there is this idea we should be more comfortable. Not again that it's a label, but just this is what you do, and now you know it so you can work on it. Because none of us are perfect, guys. Right, right. I mean, the great thing is, is that this concept is insanely simple, right? It's such a simple concept. We've been using punctuation all our lives. And when you just start to shift and intentionally apply it to your behaviors, there's just some really extraordinary mental shifts that can happen as a result of that. And what would you say, I feel like this is also something that can be really used for women leaders too. There's a way to probably apply this and use this when you're in those situations that make you maybe uncomfortable. Yeah, it's, it is a great question. And to me, what I'm always focused on is what is the punctuation that's going to best serve me right now? And if you look, and I do hate to use generalizations, if you look at women as being more people-pleasing, right? (laughs) We are more likely 
to lean into the dot, dot, dots and be cautious about placing periods too soon. And there are simply times when we, as humans, as women, need to firmly place a period and move forward. Mm -hmm. So I think that's one of the key places is recognizing when it's okay to make a firm decision, stand firmly on that and move forward. There's nothing wrong with that. I also think that as women and as humans, it's extraordinarily important to recognize where we need to hit pause. If something is being derailed, right, we need to put a, a comma. Or if we simply don't have enough information, we need to put a comma. There's just so many opportunities to benefit from the power of pause and the power of that comma. So I think mm. those are just two of the examples. And of course, the question mark, always a favorite go-to, just gather more information. Stay. I heard this great term years ago. I was taking this emotional intelligence program and the facilitator introduced the concept of genuine curiosity. What does genuine curiosity look like? And that was mind-blowing to me because it really opened up a mindset of ask more questions, utilize the question mark, and truly suspend judgment until you get more information for understanding, for clarity, etc. So now given we've talked about now places we can use it. I feel like a pause I should probably do more of. I'm an ex-salesperson, so pausing is not something I'm really great at. So, so for any other listeners that you know suffer with that, can you share some practical strategies and techniques that our listeners can use to help punctuate their lives? And we can kind of look at the personal and then professional side of it, if, if you don't mind. You know, this is my, absolutely, this is my favorite question, Christina. I have to tell you that. <laughs> Uh, because the, the, there are so many practical strategies. Can I share four? Yes. Oh my gosh, please. <laughs> I've got my pen ready. Okay. All right. Okay. So first of all, I know we've talked about the importance of the question mark. We talked about this concept of genuine curiosity. I just can't stress enough what an important punctuation strategy that question mark is. There's just so many times in our lives that we are quick to judge, largely because we don't understand. We have preconceived notions. We walk in with our own beliefs. So just one of the most powerful life-shifting strategies you can use with behavioral punctuation is leaning into the question mark. The second is really getting clarity around when is an ellipsis serving you and stay open to what might happen, what might be yet to come versus when it's time to place a period. And in life, there's a lot of times, particularly in relationships, for example, where we leave that door open. We want to give people another chance. We want to believe in the good of the possibility of that relationship. And what we really need is to remove two of the dots from that ellipses and place a period. So I always coach my clients around what relationships are serving you, what relationships 
are not, where do you need to take an ellipsis and turn it into a period? The third strategy is actually the opposite of that. Oftentimes, we are so anxious to put periods on the ends of chapters of our lives, et cetera, that we, that we miss out on other opportunities. We close things down. For example, my son was asked to speak at his graduation ceremony from middle school, and he put a period on it and said no. And my mind was a little blown by that. I thought it was a too quick of a decision without thinking about what might be possible if he took on this opportunity, right? So that's obviously a middle school application, but I think we all have those moments where we say no things or we close things down before we're ready. Absolutely. Where, where can we have ellipses instead of... Uh, <laughs> And then, as I mentioned earlier, there's just too much hurrying through our lives and not taking the moment to look for things that are extraordinary around us. And it can be the smallest thing about really cool graffiti on a walk that you are on. It can be a beautiful sunny day. The small things, right? appreciating the small things in life. They don't have to be the biggest moments. But I think finding places to put exclamation points is a really helpful way to get through life. Oh, absolutely. I feel like we people don't do that enough, right? Because it's true. It's like, oh, kind of this, all these things to do and between work and your personal life. Sometimes I'm like, did we have a break? It's Monday again. <laughs> yeah. I have an example of this that I'd love to share because I think it's a it's a really good example of being so intentional about finding places to put an exclamation point. And so I travel a whole bunch for work. And oftentimes I see the airport, the hotel, and the training center. And that's all I see. And I'd been doing this for over 25 years at the time I came up with this idea, but I decided that Every place I travel to, I'm going to do what I call a one-block walk. And whether that's around the hotel or whether that's around the training center, I'm going to force myself to go out and just walk around that one block, find things that are intriguing, alarming, beautiful, take pictures, create a collage, and I call it my one-block walk. So most recently, I was in Cincinnati, not an extraordinarily exciting part of the city, and Again, I just forced myself to take the time and go walk around and, and just see what was there to be seen. And it's an intentional exclamation point in what would otherwise be me at the hotel in an uninspiring location and me in a train. <laughs> so yeah. that's an example of what can we do that is intentional around finding moments of wow. Yeah. Intense, intentional inspiration. I love it. <laughs> right. We talk a lot about BA, DE&I, and I think that's it's becoming more the forefront of a lot of organizations. So does behavioral punctuation sort of aid in, in helping create that positive, inclusive work culture? And if it does, are you able to give us those examples from that? Yeah. For me, what what comes up for me is that I think behavioral punctuation has a place in every part of an organizational's efforts. Again, obviously, 
the question mark is so important when we look at moving beyond inclusion to the concept of invitation, right? Inviting people into the conversation, really asking again questions for understanding, perspective, and getting input from all parts. So that's where the question mark appears. And then I think it's so important for organizations, particularly in the whole efforts around DEI and B, is to place periods on behaviors that are not serving the organization and when necessary, insert a comma and hit a pause when there's a speed bump in these efforts. So I think, again, it's just being really intentional about what's serving us. Great. Let's continue doing those. Those are the ellipses. What behaviors do we need to stop in our organization? Placing the period. Where do we need to just place pause and then leaning into the question marks? And also, I think, too, finding authentic ways to celebrate diverse ideas from diverse audience members. Do you know, actually, something pops to mind. So my husband actually works for a pharmaceutical company here in the Boston area. I think that they are really great at, at celebrating successes in the organization and giving out awards. I think they do a great job with their exclamation points. However, they only use those exclamation points in the revenue generating roles. Those are the mm-hmm. only folks that are ever winning these awards. And then there's all these people behind the curtain that seem to not either be eligible or just not receiving them. So I think it's about being really intentional about everyone in the organization, putting up these opportunities to receive an exclamation point within the context of the organization, if that makes sense. It, I feel like we're just like my melding because it was I literally just had a conversation with my boss. So I spent 16 years doing business development sales and in the last year and a half have moved over to a marketing role. For me, I really was struggling because I said to her, I, it's hard for me because I'm used to gold star. As a salesperson, you're always being acknowledged for everything that you do. And the organization yes. values you because you bring in X and you do all of this, these things. And from marketing, I'm like, oh, I did all these great things. I had all these KPIs, but there's not that recognition. You know what I mean? It's not the same. So I think for me, honestly, that's my biggest struggle with this switch in careers. Yeah, absolutely. The sales teams get these exclamation points, throw them all of the time. And then the back of the house that's helping to set the sales teams up for success are receiving them. And I think that this is, true when we go to the D-I-N-B conversation that we need to be looking at all parts of our population and all parts of the organization. And I think this is all part of it. So I was, I keep thinking about sort of this, like this questioning and being self-aware. And I don't know, maybe, you know, you've been in meetings. I feel like we've all been in meetings where people are, it's, you're just hearing why it won't work. It's like the negative. It's not going to work. Is it better as a question versus, yeah, it's not going to work because of this? You know what I mean? Where I feel like I've sat in so many meetings where you're trying to talk about a new pipeline or a new idea or a new, and instead of sort of getting questioned or or thoughtful, it's just people want to just be like, no, it's not going to work. No, no, no. So does that sort of cut factor into it? 
No, it's such a great question because what you are talking about right there is just people throwing periods at things. And an idea, no, we're putting a period on that. Here's an idea, we're putting a period on that. Here's an idea, we're putting a period on that. And problem solving innovation is all about two different punctuations. Question mark and it's the ellipses. That's what we need to be using when we're in a brainstorming. And by the way, because I haven't mentioned it, I'm just going to sneak this in that managing change, the whole process of change management, so often people come in and they want to throw periods on the end of this chapter and move forward. All their people are just blindsided by these periods, right? So they are much better served by the same punctuation that I'm saying is helpful here, which is allow people to ask questions and don't put a period, don't race to put a period on, stay in the ellipses, give people time to get on board. And if you get them on board and get them understanding, you're going to have a whole lot more connection, collaboration, productivity, happiness, strong culture. So yeah, we just have to remove this urgency to place periods on the end of things just give people a chance to explore get on board i love that people are really like leaning into this because it is like the emotional intelligence i'm so happy that is so much more prominent that it's just because it's most it's so important but so what where do you see the behavioral punctuation go what is the vision or what is your vision for behavioral punctuation as it grows in the marketplace right now? Oh, it's such a great question. And I do feel a little, my mind is so full of what is possible. When I think about what I want to do with it from a business perspective, I've got to sit down and and write the books and write the papers and get out there and do the keynotes. So I've got to be doing that sort of thing. But let me tell you about this big, hairy, audacious goal, which is I want people literally thinking about behavioral punctuation in the same way that they think about punctuation when they write. We all use punctuation every single day when we are typing, when we're writing. And we think to ourselves, oh, God, do I put a comma here? Should I use an exclamation point? How many exclamation points should I use? where do I end my sentence? Where do I place a period? We're doing this so consciously when we write. And I literally would dream of a day when we are thinking of our behaviors and the punctuation we should be applying to that same degree. I know it's not ever going to get there. But that's what I just want it to be such a well-known concept so that Much like when you say emotional intelligence and people are like, oh, I've heard of that. And half the population actually knows what it is. That's what I want for behavioral punctuation. I want everybody to have heard of it and half the people to actually know what it is and be using it. I feel like on behalf of millennials and Gen Zs, we've got you. (laughs) This is our thing. We lean into this. Take it out to the world. Yeah. Yeah. It all started on a drive on a highway one day. It is mind-blowing because, like I said, even this entire time we've been talking, I've been able to sort of be like in professional and my personal life, oh my gosh, okay, so this is why she's probably put the period. 
I still have a lips where it's like, and that understanding then again of, of the people that you work with or you have relationships with, it makes so much more sense too. You know, before we go, do you have any last advice for our audience? After the advice, want you to talk a little bit about the workshops and programs that you offer. Like I said, it's going to be linked in the show notes, but I always love hearing it from the the horse's mouth or what, what is that expression? It's too early, guys. I have only had one coffee. Am I the horse in this equation? <laughs> advice. I, my advice is to really look at your personal and professional life through this lens of punctuation. Just really heighten your awareness of the punctuation you're using and then have the conversation with the other people in your story. Find out what their punctuation is. Have that open conversation to help you shift the needle in terms of your ability to connect and be productive and thriving in that particular personal relationship or professional relationship. So great. Yes. Okay. So I mean, I'll even put that as a quote, guys, so that we will have that because I think that is fantastic advice. And then in terms of the business, walk us through what you offer, what they can find on the website so that people will know where to get more information. It, this is a great question. And the updating of the website is absolutely a work in progress. I'm just so excited about doing the work that I probably need to spend more time on that piece of it. So right now we are offering the behavioral punctuation work in three formats. The first is keynotes. So whether it's meant to be a self-actualization keynote and helping people apply this in their personal lives or whether it's a, a professional setting where we are helping leaders, teams, building culture, et cetera. So we've got the two different versions of the keynotes. We've got workshops to help leaders. We call it punctuate your leadership to help leaders up their game. We also have workshops for teams to help them use behavioral punctuation in their team management and their team functioning. And then the third type of channel that we're delivering it through is behavioral punctuation coaching. So working one-on-one -on -one with leaders to help them boost their leadership effectiveness and create significant shifts in their successes through the use of behavioral punctuation. So keynotes, workshops, coaching partnerships. Uh, amazing. And again, the website, guys, is www.momentine.com. It's going to be in the show notes. Everything is going to be linked. Thank you so much, Julia, for coming on the show. Uh, you know, I feel like, you know, we've just sort of scratched the surface and guys get excited because there's a whole other part to what Julia offers that we're going to be talking about in the fall. So I think it's just, these are ways to grow professionally, personally, and this has been fantastic. So thank you so much. Thank you again for having me. It's been really fun connecting with you, Christina. Thank you. Absolutely. And listeners, you've been listening to Conversations and Connections, an HBA Global podcast. Make sure to check out our HBA Canada LinkedIn page, Twitter, and now on Instagram.